Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Insightful Discussions. I'm your host, Dwayne Bryant, bringing you another insightful topic. All right, man. So today we're going to discuss black girl magic. We're going to discuss black girl magic, man, for a couple of reasons. Um, For those of you who have been following my podcast for the last couple of months, you know, I've been I've had the opportunity to be around some amazing women some amazing women of color. And I want to take the time to just continuously highlight these moments in my life. I think that uh, more often than not, we, we're conditioned by social media, society, to, I guess, have, be in this battle of the sexist world or this game. And I think for me, I've definitely been positioned to work on teams where I am the only black male, where I am the only male, or... I'm on a team full of women. And more often than not, I'm, I'm always faced with different challenges, different tasks. Um, it, it pushes my mind. It pushes my way of thinking. So with that being said, I think over the last couple of months, like I said, if you've been following my podcast, I've had different topics about, you know, um, the Me Too movement, Bill Cosby, uh, just overall the, some touchy subjects that, you know, impact the lives and the mindset of many women in today, today's society. Right. So my last podcast, you know, I mentioned that I I had an experience of, you know, being racially profiled or being singled out, um, facing some type of injustice within my current experience as a predoctoral intern. Right. So let's get right into it. I. <laughs> I think the team that I'm on, like I'm filled with some very passionate young ladies, but also the head, the the the, the person who brought me to or gave me this opportunity is a strong black woman. Her assistant is a strong black woman. Another lady on the team, the basically the, the big three are all black women. And for me, it's just interesting because I feel like, you know, dealing with the situation that I did, I dealt with um, a few days ago, I I, I don't know. I, I can't say I, I felt powerless, but I, I, it definitely, through processing what happened, I felt many different ways. And I, they sat me down. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> Excuse me, I can't even talk. I'm so excited. But... I'm going to avoid saying names because, you know, I didn't I didn't clear it with them. I didn't get permission to use their names. But um, even in the conversation, they sat me down and they had a discussion with me after the fact. Um, prior to our discussion, they had had a meeting with the with the manager and the, the head supervisor and basically all the way up the chain of command about the incident that happened and the treatment of one of the predoctoral interns. So. They sit me down, and they just, they really had, a, I, I can't even call it a mother to son, but a family meeting with me. This woman looked me in my eyes and told me that we value you. You are important for us. It's important that you're here. We have your back. You and how you handled that situation. You handled it with, with, with a level of pride, sophistication. You represented 
being a Howard man. You represented being a Bryant. You represented being an educated black man. And she expressed so much gratitude and appreciation for how I handled myself, how I conducted myself, and how I followed through with notifying or advocating for myself in response to being treated unjustly. And just to hear those words coming from uh, someone in power, someone in charge, someone who, who actually is responsible for giving you an opportunity, it, it just it meant so much because she spoke to me on so many different levels. She spoke to me, she, she, I think she, she just spoke to my being. She spoke to me as a man. And sometimes when you're in school, when you're in these programs, you can get this inferiority complex where you kind of put yourself in a child's role and not really, I, I don't want to say stepping up to the plate, but not being an adult in your fullness. So you kind of let things go. You kind of give people a pass for saying certain things, talking to you in a certain way, all because of your position. But when she spoke to me, it, it was almost as if she was telling me, regardless of your position, this is who you are. This is your value. These are You're here for a reason. You're not just here because you're filling a quota. Like she really emphasized the fact that I was valued and that my concerns were being taken seriously and that they properly addressed every single thing that happened. And when I when I mentioned that she spoke to me on different levels, it's almost she 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 brought up my last name, like I represent Bryant. And for me, even my last name, even me as a person, as a man, that that means a lot to me, but she spoke to that and even identifying that the way in which I conduct myself was a positive, conducted myself was a positive representation of who I am. And I had to let that sit in. I had to let that soak. I had to let that sit. She also spoke to the fact that Bryant, because I've done things that have led me up into this point, that adds value to me. It adds value to my being. She spoke, and all these things are contributing to this sense of self-worth, this sense of, of not allowing who you are to be compromised by the perceptions and the actions of others and to hold some type of internal integrity for yourself to really always be an advocate and really fight for what you believe in, what you stand for. And not letting the actions of anybody make you feel any less than who you, less than what you're supposed to feel about yourself. In essence, just not taking value away from you. And I feel like more often than not, when we're placed in certain situations, that's what happens. We start to question ourselves. We start to really just, just create a lot of hostility around what we're doing and, and what and what we represent. She spoke to the fact that, yes, I may be the only male in certain circles. I may be the only male in certain environments. I may be the only black male or black person at certain seats and certain tables, but I am there for a reason. I am here not because it's a chance, not by chance, 
but because I've worked up until this point. And me being here, me being a pre-doctoral intern, me about to, you know, step into this PhD lifestyle, that means something. That means that I put in a certain level of, of work and attention and I've went through a certain process to be viewed a certain way. Regardless if I want to be viewed this way or not, because of what I'm doing and because of what I've done, people are going to automatically, automatically view me a certain way. And just to pause here, to backtrack, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with my, one of my co-hosts on this other show that I have, uh, Six Degrees of Black Mental Health. I was talking to Philip Graham. And I was telling him, like, so I just don't want people to view me and, you know, think that I'm any different from them. And just because I have this degree, people always bring up the degree when I'm just trying to talk on, on, on a regular level. Like, I'm not trying to use no psychology, as they say. And I just don't want to go into conversations and, and places with that. Then he asked me, he was like, why are you running from it? And, of course, you know, <laughs> when... In moments where we don't think that's the case or we're not, we don't really take time to think about what was said to us, I was defensive. I was like, no, I'm not running from this. Just, I just don't want to be different. I'm a regular guy. And I think it takes a certain level of humility to, to not put yourself on a pedestal all because of what you're doing and realizing that, that you are a man or being, a human being, just like everybody else. And the degree doesn't make you. You make the degree or you make the job. And just tying that all back together, I think that that's what it spoke to. Like this experience made it real for me. It made it real for me. Like it's, it's, it was that balance of being a black man in America, but also a black male PhD in America. The discrimination part more so spoke to being a black man in America, but the uplifting, the support part, the the speaking to my being, speaking to me being Dwayne Bryan by my black girl magic, black woman magic, whatever you want to call it, that that spoke to this duality of, of who I am, who I'm becoming. And I think so often, more often than not, I, f- I focus on not being or not perceiving or just walking with this air that I'm better than people because I never think that. But I think today I realize the difference between being boisterous or but being humble, but also walking in your purpose, walking in your fullness, owning who you truly are. And I think that if I wouldn't have stood up for myself and really articulated myself and been co- uh, cognizant of, of of how I was being perceived in that situation, I don't think I would have grew. I think even over the past couple of days, I've grown from that because not only do I understand things from a conceptual level, I understand I understand things from a deep personal level and that conversation as I said before it it, it touched so many levels it it went from me being a human me being a black man me being a a academic me being uh, the only one in the room 
to me owning all of that and being and, and being okay with my story <laughs> and it's like every time I think about that I, I pause for a second because to me that's so powerful more often than not we run from our story because we don't we don't want to be viewed in a certain way and I think being a first generation college student sometimes I've done certain things that many of my family haven't done many of my friends haven't done so I don't like talking about that around them or, or just walking in that space even though I'm expected to but this experience has taught me like you you can't run from who you are and what you're supposed to be it's ownership and another thing the second thing I want to speak about point I want to make from our conversation what the, the the I guess the the seed that I took from it was the gem that I took from it was This is an experience. Life itself. I'm here working with this company and I was chosen with another group, with a group of intelligent human beings. And I'm supposed to learn. I'm supposed to have experiences. I'm supposed to be exposed to things, work on projects, but also have experience. Outside of of what I'm used to in my day to day setting, like I'm supposed to come here, stay in hotels. I'm supposed to, you know, get fed some some high quality food. Not have to worry about finances. Not have to worry about transportation here and there. Really be catered to. Being exposed to a, basically a different lifestyle. It's like, this is what you're going to school for. This is what you're learning, all these these, these, these theories. <laughs> this, this is what you took, why you took all those exams. This is why you took all those courses that you probably don't remember anything of. This experience is why you've done all that you've done up until now. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy how some moments just, click for you and it is over the past couple of days it just clicked for me and it's nothing that I can really say to just fully explain it it just it just really clicked for me so if you're listening and if you're going through any type of situation that's like that that really just brings life full circle for you live in that moment live in that space like be in that own it take note of how you feel Take note of how your surroundings change. Because it means something. And when you find that meaning, meaning, hold on to it. Hopefully it drives you and pushes you in a certain direction. And lastly, as I wrap this discussion up, I just want to really touch. I want to connect this full circle back to Black Girl Magic. I mentioned the conversation. I mentioned the support that I've been getting. And over the last couple of months, over the last six months, I think that I've received so much love from black women. It's amazing. Like, it's amazing. 
my last um, placement was at the American Psychological Association. I was working with the women's program office. And the team there was just so amazing. Uh, they really spoke life into me. And I just didn't think that I was ever going to be in a circle or an environment of women that really use their powers for good. Now, prior to that, I was in a space where I'm the only male around a lot of black women, and it was a very toxic environment. Some could argue about, you know, why, but my experiences weren't as uplifting as it was when I had displacement. So leaving this placement and coming here, leaving that placement and coming to this experience, this predoctoral internship, I'm just, I'm on a high. I'm more understanding. My mind is, is just open in general to receive and to view things differently. And I never thought that I would be around a group like the Women's Program Office group. I still send them emails to this day. <laughs> I actually still think I'm working on a project. I, I, sent, I, I sent them a couple of emails about a former project I was working on. But nevertheless, walking in this space, I was just so shocked at the my colleagues, like my fellows. When When that act happened to me, it's like they were way more upset than me. Like, yes, I was bothered. But for me, I, it's been so normalized for me as a black man to kind of check down in a certain situation to avoid conflict that I made it known that I was bothered. I didn't overreact. But it's like, what next? That follow-up of how to properly address it and get results, I think that these black women that I'm around, that I've been around here lately, are really showing me how to get results. And I owe them nothing but the utmost respect, credit, and appreciation. Because when I say <laughs> my cohort, when they was just like, whoa, what, what, what did he say to you? What is, why are he acting like that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was amazing because it's, it's almost like they did the work for me. <laughs> it's almost like, yo, we're not having this. Uh, this is who you can talk to. This is what you can do. And like, boom. And you tell your story. And whatever you do, we got you. And it's like that instant support. It was like, wow, okay. It provided a sense of comfort to say, well, you know what? I can tell my story. I can do this. It's okay for me to, you know, fight back in this way. Not in a physical sense, but in an intellectual manner. Like, okay, I can fight this another way. Because as I mentioned on, on, on a previous podcast, it's like, you, you think, like, your mind, like, think. After I received that level of support, I started to think, like, okay, well, what can I do? Boom. Boom. Oh, camera was right there. Boom. Okay, cool. So I'm protected. Like, putting the pieces together. Like, they because they gave me their support, I was able to come up with a plan of action and execute. And because they supported me, when I went to the top dogs in charge, that big three, that big three who held the black girl magic, they they welcomed me with open arms and had everything pretty much resolved before I reported to work <laughs> the next morning. 
So if you're listening to this out there, if you've been following me, hopefully you can learn something from, from my experiences and the things that I've really dropped on this podcast. I feel like with today's technology, it's easy to get your message across and to really share your experiences with the world because more often than not, you're not alone. And if you, you're going through it, pretty sure someone close or far is going through it as well. But as I always say, man, until next time, I'm done here. Until next time, y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay positive. Peace and blessings.